from Athens, Georgia. We're so delighted to be with you this morning and in this study. I want you to know that uh, the power of the prophetic, the vocal, the prophesying of your life can increase your ministry. It's, it's power instead of rhetoric. It is vocal power than simply a good speech. And so today, I'm going to begin a, a, a series of a couple Bible studies based on, on how to understand prophecy. And I'm looking specifically as to the hand of God on Abraham moving toward history to the, those who were the descendants of our Lord Jesus Christ. How to see that in the Abraham covenant, the God's covenant with Abraham. He says, I'll bless them who bless you. I'll curse him who curses you. In, your sh in, in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Notice the families of the earth. Earth, meaning that through, through Christ Jesus, all the families of the earth will be blessed. So Abram departed, as the Lord had spoken unto him in Genesis 12, 3. And I don't know how many of, of these uh, principles of prophecy I have today, but I would say a good uh, five of them, uh, and if I can do a couple, it will be fine. But the idea here is simply to share with you uh, uh, the principle of prophecy. The principle of prophecy, meaning uh, uh, how to understand prophetically. How to understand prophetically. So, number one, now I want to clear before I begin. This is all related to us in terms of prophesying. 1 Corinthians 14, uh, 1 Corinthians 12, as the gifts of the Holy Spirit are spoken. By Paul, he mentions prophecy. Now, that prophecy there in 1 Corinthians 12 has nothing to do with the prophet. It has to do with the vocal power to edify, to build, to comfort. That's our, our inheritance in terms of the work of the Holy Spirit. But in the past, beginning with Abraham, God spoke prophetically as the prophet, prophet speaking into being all the way to here. But it applies also to prophesying. Because the prophet is one person. The prophesying is you and I 
not as a prophet, but speaking, encouraging, helping people. Both of the movements of prophecy are powerful, and it should be understood that way. So principle number one of prophecy, the prophetic begins with God. Every, every prophet in the Old Testament uh, uh, heard from the Lord, it begins with God. It is not something you say because you want to say it. Even in the prophesying, is not something you say that's going to do it. It's what God says through you. The unction of the Holy Spirit in your life causes you to say something to someone. You have to personalize the movement of the vocal into the ear of someone that you're talking to. It's not something that you sort of uh, learn by study. It's something you learn by fasting, by prayer, by communion with God. It's a move of God that begins with a vocal gift of prophecy. So as you begin to work with the Lord, as you go to Sunday school, as you begin to teach Bible study, as you begin to go to mission trips, as you begin to get involved in the life of the church, the beginning here is to speak into people's lives by being aware that you are under the unction of the Holy Spirit. That's prophesied. And so let me read it again. The, prophet, the prophetic begins with God. It's not something you say because you want to say it. It's a move of God that begins with a vocal gift of prophecy in 1 Corinthians 12. Now, let's begin to look at that. Because throughout history, throughout the move of God, if you look at what God has done in the ancestry of Jesus, you begin to understand how God sees and causes into being and edifies and builds and comforts at the same time. So I want to look at, at, uh, at uh, the ancestry of Jesus as, as, as where Jesus and his ancestry comes from. It's just a little study with five principles. First, let's go to Matthew chapter 1, verse 2. Abraham begot Isaac. Listen to this. Isaac begot Jacob, and Jacob begot Judas and his brethren. Now that's, uh, that's the genealogy in, in Matthew chapter 1. Now look at this. When he says Judas and his brethren, only the fourth son of Jacob is here named Judah or Judas, the fourth son of Jacob. Where do you study that? Genesis 49 speaks about the 12 tribes of Israel, and it talks about Judas or Judah. As he, is, as he was from his loins, the Messiah was to come from Judah. Genesis 49.10. Notice here that there's no mention of Ishmael, son of Abraham, or Esau, son of Jacob. All children of Jacob are taken as patriarchs of Christ Jesus. So out of the twelve tribes, God picks only the fourth son of Jacob. If you study Genesis 49, one, two, three, four, fourth is Judah. Now he is the descendant of Jesus. Why did God do, did that? Well, that is actually something that I don't want to discuss. But obviously, he chose to do that. 
Now that opens a principle of understanding the prophetic. Is that when God speaks, in a sense here, He chooses what He wants to choose. He chose, he chose Judas, the fourth son of Jacob. And we're not supposed to question that. So the prophetic comes out of the mind of God with the purpose of God establishing His kingdom in your life. It is not for you to decide. Number two, principle of prophecy. The first one, prophetic begins with God. Number two, God respects no persons. When God says something through a servant of His, it will carry it to the end regardless who is left out or cut off. God respects no persons. Why did God choose Judah? Well, he, he decided to choose Judah as a, as a <coughs> part of the ancestry of Jesus Christ. Why did God choose me to have a prophetic ministry and come from Brazil and uh, set me here uh, in America uh, for the last 55 years uh, in this ministry that don't seem to want to die and it keeps on kicking and moving and moving toward the nations? Why? Well, his, his choice. Now, I'm not the best one to be chosen. There's much better people that should be chosen. But he, he chose me. Now, don't ask me why. I don't understand it. I just want to fulfill it until the last day I live. God respects no persons. When God says something through a servant of his, it carries it to the end, regardless of who is left out and who is cut off. It carries it. Well, that's a very powerful principle. Okay? So let's go back to Matthew 3, chapter 1, verse 3 to 6. I'm going to read it. Listen to this. In Judas begot Perez, Perez, and, Sa and, and Zara of Tamar, Tamar. Perez and Zara were twin sons of Judah. Listen to this. Came from Judah. When Judah died, he had two sons. Perez and Zara were twin. They were twin sons of Judah. But only Perez was an ancestor of Jesus Christ. Notice that instead of taking Zara, he chose Perez. Now, that is a design, prophetic choice that begins with God, and there's nothing you can fight and say it and repress. And, and confuse it and get involved and make a... There's no choice here. It's determined by God. Now, Perez begot Ezron. Listen to this. And Ezron begot Aram. And Aram begot Aminadab. Aminadab begot Nashon. Nashon begot Salmon. Salmon. And Salmon begot Boaz. Boaz of Rachel. And Boaz begot Obed, Ruth. And Obed begot Jesse, and Jesse begot David the king, and David the king begot Solomon. I've heard, heard that had been the wife of Uriah, which was Bathsheba. Now, let's take a look at this. There are four names here that were introduced in this verse 3, 4, 5, and 6 of women. Four women come in this text that I just read. Let's take a look. Two of them is clearly Gentiles by birth, Rahab and Ruth. 
three of them with a blot or something ugly in their names. Tamar, Rahab, and Bathsheba. Genesis 38-24, Joshua 2-1, 2 Samuel 11, verses 2-5. to And so Tamar and Bathsheba commit adultery. Now let's take a look. Tamar was considered a Gentile. Bathsheba, through the marriage of, with Uriah, is linked to a Hittite. So the Gentilic background of the Messiah is connected with God's promise to Abraham that his seed would be blessed and bless many nations. Rahab was a Canaanite and Ruth was a Moabite. For in Jesus there is no Greek nor Jew. Remember that. But God chose these women, especially Bathsheba, because out of Bathsheba came Solomon. And Solomon is in the lineage of Jesus. And, of course, David uh, 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 is, is, is part of David in the lineage of 400 years. What is Romans 8, 3 says? For in what the law could not do, and that was weak through the flesh, God sent his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. Think of Rahab, the prostitute in, in, in Jericho, in the lineage of Jesus. Think of Ruth, the Moabite, in the lineage of Jesus. Think about how God sees us instead of, you know, because, because if you see us in, in our sin in the same level, you already, you already committed the sin of, of condemnation. God decided sovereignty that Rahab would be in the lineage of Jesus, a prostitute, and that Moabite, and that Ruth would be in the... In other words, I want you to think of this, because if you are so upset about your sin, you need to understand that God don't see you and you sin in the same level if you have repented of it and come before Him and you'll be washed by the blood of the Lamb, completely cleansed, and separate your sinners from the east to the west, totally complete away from you. But we don't see it. If somebody commits commit a sin, uh, uh, which all of us do, the condemnation lasts a long time. It's not right. And so, and so, principle number two I just commented on is God respects no person. When God says something to a servant of His, it will carry to the end, regardless of who is left out or cut off. Got that? I'll make sure that, uh, that I'm not uh, losing you here. I want you to hear me. You have uh, uh, five children in your family. And all the five children are gifted children. And you love them dearly. And you have a prophetic life. Speaking to the child that has the call. Speaking to the child that is sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Speaking to the child that God gave you as your inheritance. And God will fulfill that blessing abundantly in your life and the life of your children. Okay, good. Principle number three. This is interesting. The condition of the recipient of the prophecy is considered by God. 
That's the third, the condition of the recipient of the prophecy. What do you mean? <coughs> if the word came to someone else, let's say it came to Ruth and, and, and came to Rahab, the condition of their lives, where they are, what they're doing, the status of their being, the, the problems that they are, they, are, they are struggling with, okay? Situations of, uh, of, of what God is doing in their life. It's considered by God. He looks at the heart of the person and not the sin of the person. So let's take a look at Rahab. Now Rahab, uh, uh, Caleb and, uh, and, and, and Joshua came to spy the land. And, and, and of course, uh, the Hittites were looking for them. And Rahab uh, hide the two servants of the Lord <coughs> on the roof of their shackle and, and the wall of Jericho. When it came time for Israel to come and march around Jericho and the city walls were destroyed, Rahab was spared. Why? Because of the condition of her heart. I meet so many people, so many people that are struggling, suffering, having a hard time with life. They can't quite have the power to stand and be firm into the promises of God. And you have to understand this, that as you settle down, as you quiet down before the Lord, God will see the condition of your heart and judge you according to the condition of your heart. All of us that are here in this ministry hate sin. And that's the condition of your heart. Amen? So, how about Ruth, huh? How about Rahab? Descendants of the Lord God Almighty. They are part of the ancestry of Jesus. Ooh, now that just tells you, my gosh, a lot. Here's, uh, here's uh, Genesis 18, 18. Uh, I want to throw that at you a little bit. Amen. I want to throw that at you. It says this. Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth will be blessed in him. Genesis 18, 18. What do you mean by that? Is that the, the Spanish, the Africans? You know, we're going through the today through the World Cup and you have all these teams, you know, from Africa playing. And all the nations of the earth be blessed. From Ghana, from 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 uh, Africa in general, so many countries there with football teams that are part of the World Cup. I mean, the colorful World Cup displays nation after nation after nation. <coughs> what God was saying to Abraham in Genesis 18, 18, is that because Abraham became a great and mighty nation under the anointing of God, the lineage of Jesus spread throughout the world. A Moabite, a Hittite, whatever what that is today. But they're part of the lineage of Jesus. Let's go to principle of prophecy number four. A prophecy has a duration to run in an appointed time established by God Himself. 
It has a duration time, an appointed time. A duration simply means it, it is set as a time. By God Himself. God does not forget prophecy. You know, also I was a young man, age of uh, 14, 15. And my father took me to the airport in Rio de Janeiro. He used to call the airport Tom Jobim. Uh, not, uh, 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 Galeão International Airport. Then they named to Tom Jobim Airport. You know, Tom Jobim uh, is the, the girl who, the, the, the writer of the song Girl from Ipanema. Remember that little song? Tum, 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 tum. So he took me to that airport. And he began to pray over me that God would establish his kingdom over my life. My father was just a regular pastor of a, of a large church and a very affluent and, and, and respected man of God. But what he said over me still in my life governs my daily my life. I'm still under it throughout. If I tell you what I went through in the last 40 years, you will not believe how God put his hand and how God separated me I want to one of these days do my testimony for 30 minutes for you to understand what happened to me. It's just amazing, 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 amazing. Amazing. I walked into, into the registrar's office of the uh, of, uh, of, uh, University of Georgia, and a woman came from the back with gray hair. She ended up paying for my education. I had two master's degrees, and she paid for both of them. Biz hospital uh, uh, communications master's degree. And, and, of course, uh, 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 journalism. I had two masters, two, two, two gifts from her. All expenses paid. Why this woman was there at the right time? Why was she? She's working there for uh, part-time. Uh, who told her to take care and pay my, my, my education? Uh, I had just finished the Emory University, uh, Kendall School of Theology, moved to Athens. They didn't move. I just drove here with my family in, a, in, a, in, a, in an old station wagon. And I went into exactly the University of Georgia. Why? Because I was under the prophetic of God. And I can tell you the story. You will not believe it. It's, it's uh, unbelievable. But it happened to me. Why did it happen to me? Because I was under the prophetic of God. You see, that's the power of the prophetic. My father put his hands on me, anointed me with all, and began to speak. And he spoke for a whole hour. And so when questions come over me, Decisions come over me. Situations come over me that I, 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 I need to check with the Lord and confer with the Lord to see if this is what God wants of me. I can't just follow what somebody wants of me. I need to follow what God wants of me. And that's very important. The power of the prophetic. And so let me read. A prophecy has a duration to run. And an appointed time established by God Himself. And then God does not forget prophecy. He remembers every little thing that He said or someone said 10, 40, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 3 is a very popular verse that, that encourages this behavior of God when it comes to prophetic ministry. For the vision, 
Now, you know, it don't have to be a vision. It can be a, a dream. A vision is yet for an appointed time. So there's a marked time. November 30th, 2022. You heard this message through Latterain.com, through RBN Ministries. You heard it this morning. It's going to be ringing over your head. And before this six minutes and 35 seconds is gone, I'm going to pray and prophesy over you. So listen to this. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait. Wait for it. Don't lose hope. Wait for it. Because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Habakkuk 2, 2 verse 3. Good. Let me continue. I got six minutes on this. Uh, uh, verses 7, 8, 9, and 10 of first chapter of Matthew. Verses 7, 8, 9, and 10. I'm going to read. And Solomon begot Rehoboam. Rehoboam begot Abijah. Abijah begot Asa. Asa begot Josephat, Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat begot Joram. Joram begot Uzziah. Now, that's verses 7, 8, 9, and 10. Now remember, three kings here are omitted. When you study the kings of Israel, Uzziah, Isaiah, Joash, and Amaziah. It's in 1 Chronicles chapter 3, verse 11 and 12. Let me repeat, 1 Chronicles 3, 11 and 12. The reason why these omissions were intentionally made to compress the whole into three generations, three, three fourteen generations. When you go into uh, uh, your Bible, Matthew one seventeen points three sets of generations. The reason why these were omitted was because of their connection, these three kings' connection with evil Ahab and Jezebel. They were not counted. God simply missed all these three kings. But when you come to verse 11, look what happens. And Josiah begot Jeconiah and his brethren. Jeconiah was Josiah's grandson. Being the son of Jeconiah, Josiah's second son, 1 Chronicles 3.15. But Jeconiah might be well be dropped in such a catalog because he was a puppet in the hands of the king of Egypt in 2 Chronicles 36.4. Now let's take a look at verse 12. And after they were brought to Babylon, Jeconiah begot Salitiel. He was called Jehoah king of Coniah. And here is the prophecy of Jeremiah in chapter 22:30 about these men, Coniah or, or, or Coniah or Jeconiah. Thus said the Lord, this is Jeremiah, Write ye these, these, this man, Coniah or Jeconiah, childless, for no man of, of his seed shall prosper sitting upon the throne of David. He was to have seed 
but no reigning child. In fact, none of Jeconiah's sons ruled on the throne. Coniah had eight sons. Listen to this. Eight sons. And none of them ruled in Jerusalem because of the prophecy of Jeremiah. The next king is not from his sons, but an uncle in that lineage. <coughs> so you see that the hand of God through the prophets dictated the lineage of Jesus in every single situation. You know, you, you have a mountain type of thing, and there's a mountain here, and there's a valley down here. Prophecy looks on the top. You have to look on the top because God writes, dictates, prophesizes the lineage of Jesus out of the places where he wants. So, so uh, uh, it's a wonderful thing. Okay, wonderful thing. Now, let me go to, 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 to number five. Principle number five. Prophecy does not run in straight lines. It creates, removes, reconstructs, and births direction by the hand of God. Now to that I have to stop. And tomorrow morning I'll continue at 9 a.m. Easter Standard Time. Heavenly Father, I pray, Lord Jesus, and I prophesy that this son that my brother loves so much will carry the lineage of the call of God to serve in the world. I prophesy, God, that no weapon formed against this ministry that believes and practices the prophesying and the prophetic power of the Spirit of God. I speak to you in the name of Jesus. I come against, Lord, that situation finances in the life of my brother, that God, through the power of the Spirit of God, the money will come and take all the bills that are necessary. I prophesy a breakthrough. God, in the hands of this man, this woman, this young lady, age, age 33, 32, that is fighting against problems, that the Lord God Almighty will bless her and heal her of this spot of her liver, cancer. And I've called into being the prophetic voice of healing voice of God to heal and deliver. Oh, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord, that you break through, that you strengthen Oh, my God, in the name of Jesus, oh, Lord, I pray that by the power of the Spirit of God, this church that made a mighty move of God into the unknown of the Lord, okay, be blessed abundantly, respected and honored, and no war happened formed against her will prosper. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Still Brilha a luz que nunca